What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode nine of Between Two Coins. We are joined today by a very special guest. Last week, we talked about Cardano. This week, we are shifting over into the world of NFTs, and we are joined by one of the fan favorites, Jim from Invaders. How are you doing today, Jim? Welcome to the show. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, I had the uh, had the discussion about Cardano last week. Lots of good stuff in there, and um, some skepticism as well, which is always healthy. So, yes, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really delighted to to be on your show, and we're going to talk get into the world of NFTs and Cardano NFTs, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I would say we're going a step further from last week because last week we were just talking about Cardano as a whole and now we're getting into the specifics of one of the projects of their NFT line. And so again, fan favorite. I know we have a lot of people waiting for this interview. One of our own, Ted TZ, he is uh, like a kid in a candy shop about getting to do, get to watch this uh, interview. I know also Mike Markle, one of our favorites, he is super excited. I think there's a giveaway that'll be, the details will be announced at the end. I think Smay has those details. You know the details? I don't. Wow, that's great. I know they told me there's a giveaway, so I'll, you know, that's a good start to the show here, guys. There we go. There Boom. we go. Boom, but yeah. you know, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say we we can double that up because I know I know you know Mike is a is 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 a, an an absolute asset to the project and is oh, yeah. um yeah just just a great guy and and has been you know really uh, you know not just a member of the project and, and owns the NFTs but has had a lot of really helpful suggestions has broached us being able to be on the show so he's going to yeah. do a giveaway but we can also do a giveaway so I think he's giving away one of our um nfts which is one of the new uh collection and and we can give away oh. one of those as well uh, yeah. either as part of the same thing or separately so yeah awesome. however you want to do it cool and those are currently i think worth about 450 ada wow, wow. that's good yeah. that's awesome you know before we're going to ask you a lot of questions about invaders i got a question about your background because i'm assuming those are invaders behind you were uh were those uh, darth vader themed inspired what is the what's going on with the ones behind you so the ones behind me are um, one. One of the things that we're we're introducing to the project is is what we're calling the Galactic Senate, and so okay, um, yeah, that's got some Star Wars vibes to it. Very much so, yeah. And so uh, what the the image you see behind me, it was one of my favorite things from the things we put out recently. Is is uh, basically all of the um, Zaguris, who are the the race or the species from the first season of Ada Invaders. They're all standing in a, uh, you know, an in intimidating uh, line, ready to, uh, you know, enter the the Galactic Senate. So th there's there's an element of Darth Vader about them, but they, I think, if you look at different ones, that the inspiration kind of quickly changes. So some of them are kind of, you know, Star Wars based, I suppose. I mean, some of them look, you know, they have sort of the face mask and look a bit like Tuscan Raiders, but some some of them are you know look look very different i think there's just it's just a real blend of like sci-fi inspiration actually the probably the most uh you know the strongest inspiration is is kind of like 50s and 60s kind of comic book alien mm. uh you know like, like and, and alien type of invasion stuff yeah. um but there's definitely some star wars in there as well of course oh yeah yeah, so tell me a little bit, uh, before we jump into your story specifically, let's talk about Invaders. What was the inspiration that went into the creation of Invaders in the first place? And how many how many people were involved in the creation of the project? 
So there's three of us. It's a, it's a team of three of us. Um, we're all friends. We're all based in the UK and we all work in, you know, loosely speaking in the, in the creative industries. Um, and so my background is in, is in uh, copywriting and, and speech writing and uh, like narratives and stuff like that. Um, storytelling, the co-founder. So I'm the co-founder, my other co-founder, he, his background is in uh, branding and design and he, he co-owns a, a branding agency here in the UK. And then we work with a 3d artist who we work with professionally on, on non NFT projects on, uh, you know, like animations and, um, you know, uh, visuals for, for websites and products and stuff like that. So we were all very, very, very into um, crypto, like before NFTs. Um, in fact, if you want to go way back, uh, all the way back to 2012, we were involved in a kind of uh, pressure group called Positive Money, which is all about educating people to do with uh, the nature of debt and government debt and mm. and some of the challenges with fiat currency. So we, we go, this um, you know, thing for us goes way back, but then we started getting into NFTs sort of uh, like around this time last year, really, which it just seems like a really, really long time ago, but I guess it's not. And I think we were, because we were already into Cardano, and you mentioned on your, your show last week about, you know, people were, um, you know, people tend to be very, you know, extreme in their feelings towards Cardano. Yeah. And we were sort of yeah. big, 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 big fans, it's fair to say. And so we were always just basically into Cardano NFTs and CNFTs. And honestly, we saw a bit of a gap in that we looked at some of the stuff that was coming out on Ethereum, um, especially the kind of, I suppose you'd call it the sort of higher end 3D uh, art. And we thought that there was some stuff like that on Cardano, but also a gap for, for you know, higher quality projects to actually launch on Cardano. Mm. So we wanted to, we wanted to do that. And then the other thing was that we, um, you know, generally we just thought it'd be a really fun project to do. And it has certainly been that. So we, yeah. you know, we do create it with friends outside of work. We do, we do and have done creative projects for stuff like, you know, making a magazine or making, you know, we, we did posters and, and, and flyers for, for, for stuff we were involved in before. So it was almost like we were spending all of our time on NFTs, buying NFTs, researching them, flipping them. Yeah. Um, and we were like, we can, we, there's, we can definitely do a project and do it really well. So that was really where the background came from. Yeah, you know, even speaking of that, you said, you know, you were involved in NFTs beforehand. Let's let's talk about NFTs just in general and then, you know, transitioning how you got into Invaders. Uh, what were the things in your just, you know, you just purchasing NFTs and, and dealing with them, what caused you to go from wanting to be a consumer into a creator? And what, are, what is, I guess to clarify that even, what are some of the lessons you learned from being a consumer that transferred into being a creator and then now lessons you've learned as a creator that you wish you could go back and do from the very beginning? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. And and I think that, um, I think it's really, really important as a, an NFT, you know, creator or sort of project dev or whatever you want to call it to have been involved as a consumer. Cause I, I think that, you know, now the NFT space is, let's say a little bit more mature. I think that you get projects that are arriving in it that have, 
let's say just a sort of general understanding of what NFTs are. Maybe they hire an artist on board, they hire a dev on board and they try to do it in that way. And I think that, I think that those are the projects which, which aren't often aren't necessarily built to last because they don't have the experience of, of being consumer. So it's, Mm. and it's quite a, a unique thing, um, understanding, you know, sort of how, I don't know, even just the terminology and, you know, how people are and how, how quickly things move on and all that kind of stuff. So I think that the, my perception of being, being a consumer of NFTs, I, it wasn't, it wasn't long. My, okay. My, my period of skepticism with NFTs was really short in mm. that. Okay. And I think everybody has, when someone will show them and be like, Oh, these JPEGs are selling for like $5,000 a pop or something. Everybody is like, Whoa, Whoa, why? Like, I don't understand like that. I think that's everybody's initial instant reaction. And I think yeah. that's fair. My journey was really quick to being like, no, I, I get why. I get the inherent value of having a limited supply image, which connects you to a community of other people who have that same interest and image. And this, this was, I think probably, I think a lot of NFTs are kind of more, more utility based mm-hmm. now. I think back then it probably was more the sort of degen, just, you know, this is a picture of a monkey, this is a picture of a cat type thing. But even, even still, I still kind of got the inherent, value of why people were, were were doing it and then the flip to thinking okay well i'm enjoying being a consumer of these things and still am a consumer and a trader of nfts to being a project creator was really genuinely thinking uh collectively that we could see how we could do something you know different that wasn't necessarily in the space at the yeah. time but also something that we could do a good job with and and that could be combining a sort of passion that we had with the professional experience and and work that we were doing um which would ultimately be a lot more interesting and fun than the uh you know our sort of day-to-day the 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 way we were using those skills day-to-day if that makes sense gotcha gotcha well you know you talked about your uh your investment for we'll we'll keep diving into some more stuff but i'm interested what is your favorite nft project you have seen other than invaders obviously that you love and you have a a hold on um you know it's interesting because i think it i think it changes quite a lot and i i do think that naturally once you become a project creator you do you do drift away from from you know see being involved in other stuff mm. i mean the project that really got me going in nfts and and i'm really obsessed with was uh, dead pixels which i don't know if you've come across which is a i don't know if i know dead pixels <clears throat> Okay, I'll send I'll send you the link. It's um, I'm gonna look it up. It's, it's one of the I think you know it's it's definitely one of the more successful um, projects on on Cardano. It's essentially pick the interactive, uh, pixelated, generative um, NFTs. Mm. The developer behind it has built a marketplace, which I think is probably the best marketplace on on Cardano, even though it's just for that project. They, he's a game developer and they're sort of building a game out. But that was the one where I, I really invested <laughs> probably more than I should have done in <laughs> in those images and really, really like them and still have them. 
so that is uh yeah that's that's definitely gotcha. i think probably overall i'd say obviously outside of invaders that's probably my my favorite gotcha um, nft project yeah yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, going back to, I thought you said something to me, uh, going back to something you said earlier, you know, one of the things you talked about is purpose. You talked about, uh, when you were creating invaders, the concept of yes, at first people were kind of just making it for fun, but now as people are starting to make them out, you know, community is a big deal. Charity is a big deal. What is the purpose of invaders in, uh, in what you guys wanted? Was it just for fun or did you guys have an exact purpose and meaning that you wanted behind everything going on? Yeah. So our, um, I guess sort of USP or, or the thing that makes invaders <clears throat> unique or, or sets it apart, I think is that we try to be um, a kind of story based mm. uh, NFT experience. So I think there are, there are sort of different categories of utility of, of NFT and some of them are, uh, you know, sort of gaming based. Some of them are sort of metaverse based in a, sense that the expectation if you buy them is that you're going to be able to you know run around in a sort of 3d open world with with your character ours is is a bit more analog than that in that you are buying into a story and the story is called the battle of the blockchain that's its kind of um you know, the sort of macro name for it. And within the invaders uh, program, we will have different species of aliens. Yeah. We'll have different characters that have, you know, we, we, one of the things that we do quite regularly with the community is, is sort of, we have kind of story-based missions. And so we are trying to ensure that invaders being a part of the invaders story, owning one of the NFTs or multiples of the NFTs, kind of ties you into the story a bit. And what we will do in the future through the model of the Galactic Senate is essentially have the owners of the NFTs directing the the way in which the story progresses, right? And so it's oh, not, okay. like a, not like a video game where you, you know, you're running around and you're, you know, pressing buttons and stuff. Did you ever have the when you were growing up, I think you guys are probably around the same age as me, maybe a bit younger, but did you ever have the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books? I didn't. Smay, did you? No, I mine wasn't books, but I used to actually watch these like little uh, YouTube Lego Star Wars stop motion videos that were like the Choose Your Own Adventure type. Uh, back when YouTube had annotations that you could click on, people would make these playlists that then you could go on the YouTube video and click the different paths through the annotations. And so I know you're, I get the concept you're talking yeah, about exactly that. for me. It was a little exactly different. That. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. And we think that, you know, one of the things is that we think, we think that that's um, achievable. Like we think, we think that we can, mm. we can do that. We can pull that off with the size of team that we are and the level of investment that we have. Um, and, and I think that, you know, you see with, with other NFT projects, I think they, you know, can often sort of struggle to, um, to, 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 you know, to make good on those, you know, sort of promises made mm. pre-mint because, because frankly, unless you have a, you know, but, you know, sort of blockbuster team of 20 to 30 developers behind you, you're not making a metaverse. And, um, well, prob probably more than that, to be honest, that's, that's probably putting it lightly, but anyway, I, I think that, you know, our, our thing has always, you know, and will continue to be around the, uh, you know, the, the sort of, delivery of a of, of a narrative and i think that 
that doesn't appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. But I think for the people it does appeal to, Invaders does, you know, just sort of tick those boxes, and, and especially on on Cardano. So I think there's it's cool. There's a lot of different directions you can take that. Like we're going to do sort of physical. Um, graphic novels of some of the stories and, and characters. And mm. then those can be like available as, as NFTs as well. There's what, yeah, there's, there's ways that you can take that. Yeah. You, now I heard you say at the beginning, you're the kind of the more story guy, the copywriter. Are you the one writing the stories? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Definitely. Do you, and, any, uh, and, um, do you have any sneak peek stories for any of our listeners that people could be expecting? Well, no, but oh, no. we have, uh, <laughs> we, we have, so, so, you know, the next, the next, next sort of major milestone in, in the story is the, the arrival of the, of the Galactic Senate. It's, it's going, it's going relatively slowly, but it's yeah. going, you know, it, it's keeping pace with the development of the project, if, if that makes sense. But in yeah. time, we have sort of full, um, you know, full stories and stuff. And actually one of the things, really, really cool thing that happened the other day was, some of the fans um, who had a really, really high quality production setup did a sort of reading of some of the background of the, of the law, um, which was really cool as well, because ultimately I think that that's what these projects all need to accomplish is um, to have their communities feel a sense of, you know, common ownership mm. of it. And I think that's what we're really keen to do as well. And there are aspects of the project and basically our next mint will be, um, creating a community wallet through the proceeds of the sale, which then give the owners of those NFTs a greater stake and say in what happens with the funding. So it stops becoming, okay, I'm here, I'm selling you an NFT that then you have, but I've sold it to you and I'm a seller, you're a buyer. It's then we both collectively take ownership of um, of, of, of the project essentially. Hmm. And that's where we want to get to. Gotcha. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on your website and you know, you talk about right now, yeah, there's season one planet Zaguro. Is that, am I pronouncing that correctly? That, Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not the, I'm not the foremost, uh, greatest pronouncer of words. Uh, yeah, he has a of, really hard time. One of the greatest, with names. yeah, you know, people people give me a hard time when when they super chat and their name uh, is not of the English language. And uh, I think sometimes I've actually butchered English language words. It's pretty rough. Yeah, no, I think you just I, I I like that you're trying to soften the blow, but I think you're just bad with pronouncing things. No, I mean to be fair, most of the ones are actually hard to pronounce. Listen, you have your fair share of butchering. Some I definitely names. don't. I definitely don't. That was a lie. Anyway, no. back to uh, NFTs. Uh, you know, so I see. You know, I see some other phases coming out is there already dates and is there times already set for every single phase and every single new uh because you know these are creatures these are like it's like a species are there already have you guys planned that already or is that something you guys are holding close and you're announcing it step by step yeah so it's it's more step by step but um the the season two so that will be so what you see on the website and and behind me and everything that's the the um, the NFTs are from season one and that's the planet Zaguro. Yeah. And they're sort of the first uh, sort of vanguard of the, of, of the, of the, the invasion. And then there will be other, other planets involved and other species involved. So season two, we're thinking will be around January next year. Hmm. Um, because it takes, it, it take, takes a long time to, to, to develop these. And we have other things sort of, to do before then yeah like ufos we're going to have ufos connected basically that's the me- mechanic to get 
to season two is they need to be collected in, in UFOs. So we have UFOs that will be developing. Uh, and then season two will be a completely different species. So they won't look like this oh, okay. uh, race. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be different. And also they may be, um, you know, they may be good. They may, you know, they may be heroes of the story. They may be villains. There may be sort of offshoots where you have different, um, you know, smaller species that are, uh, you know, uh, you know, have, have distinct purposes, etc. But mm. the next full you know sort of nft drop of aliens will probably be january next year hmm. well that sounds super cool i mean i, I know uh, anyone who's watching if you guys want to go get here again a lot of our fans are already invested here uh and uh you guys can go look into them i want to kind of go a different direction what uh, you know as we talk about nfts and we talk about the future you know you talked a little bit about why you chose to make a cnfa nft with cardano you stole uh, my question dang it uh, you want yeah. uh, you know what smay you get to ask the question <laughs> yeah i was like go, i was holding on to it and then I, so you, okay you have the, so here's have the, the question you so yeah obviously you got you're in NF, uh, the cardano nfts right my question is now that you've got a, this unique perspective, you're you're the founder of a project. What is now? What's the first of all? What's the reason why you guys chose Cardano to build your NFT project on? And what are the advantages of Cardano's blockchain compared to other more popular uh, NFT uh, hosting blockchains? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, uh, it's, it's a really good question, and um, I, you know, I'm I'm certainly not a technical guy. I'm not going to tell you why. Cardano blockchain from a technical perspective. <laughs> me, me neither. So if, I would yeah, understand. Yeah, it's thicker or better or more secure yeah. or whatever. I, um, you know, so so myself and the co-founder, we, I, I, I really um, did it. And, and I, you know, saw you listen to, to the last episode, we talked about how I think the founder, you know, Charles Hoskinson can, can rub people up the wrong way. I think, um, you know, perhaps comes across as a bit, you know, kind of arrogant in his like pontificating on, on, you know, how other things do it. And, uh, you know, we've got a peer reviewed paper, so it's automatically better. I get, I, I get that. But at the same time, personally, just for me, I found him to be a very accessible, uh, speaker on, on things to do with, uh, you know, mm. decentralization, um, future of finance, blockchain technology as a whole. Uh, and so did the co-founder of the of the project as well. And so for us, it was it wasn't like we didn't think let's do an NFT project and then let's weigh up the different pros and cons of the different chains. We were just like, we will do a CNFT project because we know the, the space a little bit. We understand, you know, even just like Cardano wallets and, and things like that. So it wasn't really a question for us as to as for us you know, for which chain to do it on. Now I am, you know, I'm certainly biased when it comes to, you know, the, the pros and cons of, of, of Cardano, because I would look at it, I would say, you know, you have, for example, as a very sort of basic, um, you know, rationale of, of having, you know, sending large transactions for mints and not losing you know anything on on gas fees like that happened with the you know um board ape land sale yeah. recently so so that is i would say you know in, in a way it's a kind of instant win now i know that at times there's been you know congestion on on the on the blockchain and things have moved a bit slower again you know i'm really not the person to 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 ask when it comes to you know how is Cardano, Cardano going to sort of scale over time? How is it going to improve? 
for me, it's more about the philosophy of how the blockchain is developing and the eventual vision, stuff like, you know, banking the unbanked and, um, you know, Charles's vision for, you know, essentially blockchain utility in future, um, the work that the, the, the uh, IOHK Foundation is doing in, in, in developing countries and stuff, that, that for me is more so the rationale of why Cardano than say, I don't know, is it quicker? Is it more secure than Solana? One thing I will say is that I do think that Cardano as a whole could do a better job. And to be honest, I think this about the whole industry and NFTs and stuff in general could do a much better job of branding Hmm. itself because I think that Cardano is... I don't know. Yeah, it does come across sometimes as a bit as a bit techy, as a bit sort of, um, you know. I mean, I don't particularly love the logo. I don't particularly love the, um, you know, some some of the uh, some of the way that some things are communicated because it seems like oh, unless you have a you know PhD in computer science, don't even bother trying to get into this. Mm, yeah. And I think that I, I, my own personal opinion is that. Um, it's probably unpopular in, a, in sort of tech circles anyway, but user experience is very, very important. And what Apple was able to do, um, you know, with sort of Steve Jobs and um, what's his name, Wozniak back in the, you know, whenever it was late 80s, is, is to turn the idea of sort of personal computers into something that, um, you know, your common person who wasn't interested in technology at all would just be able to use in their day-to-day life by including things such as a mouse where you could move it around rather than having to, you know, type out lines of code to actually access your, um, you know, computer. So I, I think that the whole space, to be honest, from buying and selling NFTs, you know, how crypto wallets look, um, you know, a lot of the stuff just needs a sort of user experience revolution. Mm. But I don't think that's unique to Cardano. But I do think Cardano does need to do a better job of that. Mm. All right. Well, here's a, here's another question, because uh, I think we've kind of really we've really hit home on the NFTs. And I think I think something you mentioned that piqued my interest was that you said you've been in, involved in cryptocurrency as a whole for a really long time. And so my question is, uh, you know, since now you've gotten involved in NFTs and you've gotten in the thick of it, you, you're founder of a project, a very popular project a lot of people really like. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, from now from this perspective, how do you think that's kind of changed the way you've just your regular crypto investing has changed the way you see the crypto market? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was a lot more. Um, it, it was for, for me, it was a lot easier to spend a lot more time in the whole space since NFTs, because I think that, and it comes back to what I was saying before about, you know, technical analysis and and looking at graphs and, and, you know, sort of reading um, kind of papers about how different blockchains are building is, is fine. But at the same time, if you can just take that and, (laughs) <laughs> drill it down into a picture of a tiger or something, I think it makes it a lot more accessible. And it's kind of a, a you know a bit of a flippant comment, but I, I do genuinely believe that it makes it a lot more interesting to follow your investments and to follow the markets when the markets are sort of represented by uh, profile picture collections, which can say something about who you are and mm. you can choose to have 
a you know rather than you know having a sort of you were sort of represented by a graph or just the logo of the blockchain or the company that you're investing in if you can be like you know this you know for whatever reason this go with sunglasses and a joint and a cap or whatever this kind of says more about who i am and where i'm at than just the sort of technology itself so i find for me personally i find nfts a much more compelling way and a much more you know a way that for me takes a lot more of my interest and time than just crypto uh, you know, cryptocurrencies or sort of blockchain investing in kind of blockchain technologies did. Now I know that's not for everybody, but for me it definitely is. Hmm. No, you know, even kind of following that question, because you know, you still we're talking about NFTs here. Are you still heavily invested in coins themselves like Bitcoin and Cardano and Ethereum? Or have you kind of moved all of your attention into the NFT space, especially I mean during this bear market, you know, uh that's not a lot of holdings are profitable right now. But yeah, what is your what is your uh situation there? What are you doing with your uh crypto holdings? Yeah, it's it's a bit of both to be honest. I mean, I think that um I yeah, I definitely went through a phase of basically moving a lot into, uh, you know, in, into NFTs. And uh, the other thing is I certainly wouldn't want to present myself as some, um, you know, fantastic, you know, investor over over the years, even or even recently. It's not that, you know, certainly hasn't been something that I would be like yeah i've had like a you know fantastic portfolio success all the time and and everything like that so i'm not saying that these are smart decisions by any sense but yeah i did move a lot of of my holdings into nfts yeah. just to the point before that they that they captured my interest a lot a lot more um and i found myself uh thinking yeah i just i once I started to sort of get involved in the project and the community, I thought I want to be a bigger part of that. And I want to, you know, have a larger stake in that probably more so than I was thinking in having a, um, you know, an investment in a, in a coin at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, not, not totally, it's not as though I totally moved, you know, everything into to NFTs, but yeah. yeah, the majority. Yeah. And that's still the case. And I would keep yeah, that. I think I would, foresee that being the case for for hmm. the foreseeable future. Now here's a question I did had no intention of asking, but I was just I was thinking about it right now and I'm like, okay, it's not every day we get to talk to people uh that are are in other countries because you're in England right now. I know you said your team was originally from there, but you're in England right now. What is the crypto atmosphere like in England right now? <clears throat> yeah, it's mixed. I think that uh <clears throat> we have um I think we have a really strong, uh, you know, London in general and, and England is is you know, one of the financial capitals of of the world, yeah. and um, we I think have a very strong, uh, you know, you have uh, Silicon Valley, we have something called Silicon Roundabout in London, which is a okay. collection of uh, you know tech companies, and and I, and I think that there's a huge amount of of innovation. Um, in in the UK sort of crypto scene in, in general. I think in NFTs, uh, you know, there are, I think, you know, a, a, an increasing number of, of successful sort of European and, and, and British projects. From a sort of regulatory and governmental perspective, I think that 
there is a sense of <laughs> it's almost um it, you know do, do, it's a bit two-faced because i think that the government overall and and i think this is true for the european union as well which obviously the uk isn't part of but you know closely connected to of saying that you know crypto assets are you know highly volatile and speculative and you may risk losing all your money and I, you know there there will be some statements such as you know these assets are worthless and we really highly recommend you not be involved in these at the same time the the treasury and the finance ministries really recognize and you know they have been very strong on ensuring there's a there's a you know a strong sort of tax regimen for um you know incomes from from you know gains from from crypto and they like that they like the tax income one of the things that the chancellor of the exchequer which is our sort of finance minister has done is to they want to mint an NFT as part of the Royal Mint. So, you know, where, the, mm. where the money is made. So I think there's an interest in understanding that crypto and blockchain is a technology that's here to stay and has a huge amount of potential and any country and any government that doesn't want to attract that kind of innovation and finance and all of the good things that come with it, I think would be, you know, I don't think would be would be very smart. So the UK scene, I think, is sort of, it, you know, it's two things at once. On 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 the underside, it's very positive, but I think the overtones and and what you will hear publicly is usually quite negative. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just interesting because obviously here, you know, we talk about, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, but then how the world economy is working. And like you said, the, you know, the British pound is one of the foremost fiat currencies. And, you know, we're watching that right now, even as as we in the United States sitting here worried about the U.S. dollar with the inflation rate and everything. Of course, you're over there in England. You know, we are getting to a place where in my lifetime and in your lifetime, we have never seen the British pound and the U.S. dollar be so close to each other in value. Like I was talking somebody the other day we were getting you know i went to i went to london when i was 13 years old and i remember doing the exchange and you know you're 13 years old and you don't fully understand money all you understand is that you gave them you know i think at the time i took 300 dollars something like that i took 300 us dollars and i got back 150 pounds and i was like i just cut my money in half you know so at the time (laughs) didn't really understand that now obviously i knew you know the ratio is it was roughly two dollars for every one pound i think at the moment the most recent one was like what what a dollar 14 per pound or a dollar 20 maybe it was a dollar 20 per pound it, it is yeah. getting almost one to one ratio uh how has that been for you currency wise being in england how has that affected your day-to-day life how you're spending money on goods your housing everything else tell us even from an economical standpoint what you guys are going through right now in this uh economic climate yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's, you know, it's not dissimilar, as I understand it, from, from the US. And we have a huge problem with with inflation yeah. uh, of of a lot of, you know, food, energy, uh, yeah, fuel, it, you know, noticeable how much money, more money it costs to, uh, to, to you know, run your car, for example. Um, housing, yeah, I mean, energy is the big one where they, I think they just... Um, you know, it's gonna, it's it's up, gonna be up sort of, um, I think eight hundred pounds wow. more per year wow. to two thousand ish pounds. So you know, it's almost, almost potentially almost doubling, and the government has to do stuff about that. But it's no surprise that 
you know, governments are struggling with, with 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 inflation. If you look at what the monetary policy has been for for so long, um, you yeah. know, there's, there's there's a good you know very similar graphs to the ones you see in the US, where if you look at the sort of purchasing power of a dollar over the last you know, a few hundred years. And, and I think for the UK, it goes back to the, the sort of 17th century. And you look at how the value of the of the pound has been decimated by, um, you know, quantitative easing, you know, pumping more money into the system, whatever you want to want to call it. And I think right. that that really is one of the main reasons for, for, for you know, being interested in, in the potential of, of cryptocurrency to, to address that. But we're feeling, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely, definitely feeling it too. Uh, yeah. And, you know, wages, and this is not saying this for myself, but for the, for everybody in the country, and I'm sure it's the same in the U S wages don't rise in no. the same way as cost of living is rising. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, it, we, I, I, you know, unfortunately, my view is that that is probably, um, you know, only we're only at the sort of start of the 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 uh, the, the the problem um, yeah. over the next few know, months, years. Well, yeah, I know, I know. You know, we're keeping up to date and everything happened in England because, of course, you know what, I, you know, whether it was the exact catalyst that caused this, it probably was at least definitely related to right as Bitcoin and Cardano and everything else started to take a little plummet here a couple of weeks ago. It was right on the heels of, you know, the U.S. Fed came out and they announced a 50 basis point hike. Then the day after the Bank of England came out and it announced it announced only a 25 basis point. But I guess you guys had been increasing your interest rates quicker than us. So you guys at the moment actually still have a higher interest rate than us. But it was funny because Powell from the Fed was almost like, well, we're going to raise by 50 basis points, but it's not that bad. We're going to be okay. And then I, I don't remember the name of, of whoever runs the Bank of England, but he was, you know, came out and said 25 basis points, but it gave a little more, uh, it wasn't FUD because I don't know if it's fear and certainty of doubt. It was actually more like, hey, we got we got a problem here. And then I remember it was, it was that day after the Bank of England announcement that it seemed like the floor from Bitcoin just fell out and then Terra Luna did its thing. And so it's, yeah. it is an interesting time we're living in, but all the more reason, like you said, that we explore cryptocurrency. And I think that's going to be really Really interesting here in the next couple of months and years as people begin to wake up and open up their eyes. Like you said, you know, when when people are seeing all this, I think a lot of people who haven't learned a lot about currency and the history of currency are tempted to just want to go on as as things go and and they're like, oh, it'll be okay. You know what? Things will get a little more expensive, but it's okay. I'll get job uh, raises and stuff. And it's like, well, raises won't mean the same that they used to. Like at this point, you'd have to get it in the United States, for example, you'd have to get an eight percent raise just to keep up and, and it's like you're still making the exact same uh you're not really advancing whatsoever so it's going to be interesting watching as our societies uh wake up and say oh my gosh fiat currency is broken we need something better uh so yeah well yeah. Uh, you know, last question I had, you know, let's go back to your NFTs for a second and uh, we'll be able to wrap this up. You know, where is, where can people go buy your, tell us a little more about how people can get involved with Invaders and any recommendation you would give them maybe on uh, how they can go about doing that. Yeah, sure. So I guess, you know, it, it depends on you know, people's level of knowledge. If they're already involved in NFTs and Cardano NFTs, then, then they'll probably, they may be aware of it. Um, and then you can just go to the places that you'll be familiar with, like uh, JPEG store, um, CNFT tools and, and, and take a look and see if, see if you like any of them. Uh, for people who are, you know, I suppose still not familiar with NFTs or maybe have NFTs, but don't have them on Cardano. 
you know, definitely check the space out in, in general. Uh, I think JPEG store is a, is a, a good place to start. That's the, the main sort of secondary marketplace where, nice. uh, Cardano NFTs are sort of bought and sold and you can have a look and you can see, you know, what projects are doing well, what some of the newer projects are. Uh, if you want to learn a bit more about Ada Invaders, then yeah, you can go to our website, which is adainvadersalloneword.com, or really the best place and the place that has the most information and the place you can start to connect with the community is Discord. And, and you know, Discord is really where the majority of NFT mm. stuff happens. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if, if you check out Ada Invaders on JPEG store, there's links to our Discord and Twitter and all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you do see this and you want to come say hi and mention that you, that you saw it here, then uh, yeah, drop into the Discord and yeah. So yeah. it's a friendly, it's a friendly place. I promise you. I teased, I teased at the beginning, there's going to be a giveaway. So I found out, you know, did my research while we were live. Uh, and, uh, it must, so Mike Markle, he, he put this on Twitter and I'm going to read this out for you guys. He said into accompanying this episode, I will be giving away a moon squad medallion from my personal collection. I will account the details Saturday by, so that, you know, you guys are watching this on Saturday or later. He said, the way you're going to enter to do it is to follow first himself at, at kind crypto Duder. Uh, and then you got to follow crypto jab at Twitter and you have to follow, uh, Ada Invaders, so that's A-D-A-I-N-V-A-D-A-Z. Follow those three accounts and you'll be entered for a giveaway. And again, go look on Twitter. It's going to be really cool for any of you who are already in that uh, family and you guys want to get more NFTs for anyone who's looking to join an NFT family and community. You know, that'd be a really cool way to enter. But uh, Jim, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and telling us all about what you do. I look forward to, uh, you know, probably, I need to get my, I need to splash my toes into the NFT space. You know, I have still have not done that. Smith, have you well, gotten to the NFT? I, I have one NFT, but apparently TZ told me after I got the project that the pro the NFT uh, Turtle King NFT gave me that project got rug pulled. No, so uh, that's rough. So I guess you know I, I'm back at square one. I mean, I have a really cool picture of a Turtle King, and yeah. I appreciate it, TZ. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. You know, you know where to start. You know yeah, exactly. We know where to start. I'll get. I'll get me an invader. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Um, yes. For, for letting me come on and talk a bit about the project and, and everything else, and, yeah. and I hope your NFT journey starts very soon. And. Oh, um, yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Jim. And thank you, everybody, for watching. If you love this episode, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe for more content like this. Every single Saturday, we have an episode of Between Two Coins. But Monday through Friday, we have our show, Coffee and Crypto Live, that you can go in and look at everything that's happening in the market, specifically Bitcoin, but others as well, to know how you should be handling your investments. That's all I have for you guys in this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Whoa! Wow! Look at this guy. He watched the entire video. What a cool guy. I think the next thing that he wants to do is hit the like button and then probably even subscribe to the channel. And perhaps even comment down below what he thought. That that would be pretty cool. Wow. What a cool guy. I got a real good feeling.